I don't, did you, I don't know, like, did, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. Okay, can you hear okay? Um, yeah, can you hear me? Yes, excellent. Great. Welcome, Alistair Brown. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> thank you. Ali is fine. <laughs> I was going to say, is Ali good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ali is totally fine. <laughs> um, and I, I guess we should thank Katie for this little hookup. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Katie. Our, our, our mutual friend, she was just here Saturday night and she brought your card game. <laughs> uh -huh. Did you enjoy it? Um, well, we actually had a game night um, a month or two back, and she brought it, and we we learned. Um, okay. <laughs> we we learned. Um, so the game is called fucking pheasants. Yeah. Which I love. Thank um, you. <laughs> so let's talk about a few things. <laughs> First of all, the name fantastic. Uh huh. From a marketing standpoint, are you having any trouble or no? Uh, yes, in in a, in a word, um, but I kind of feel like, so I thought lots of people have suggested, you know, we like the game. Would you consider changing the name to make it family friendly, a larger audience, that kind of thing. But I feel like, first of all, there's, there's plenty of games for families and children and things. It's nice yeah. to have games that have a different audience. They appeal to different people. Right, so I, right. I like having a bit of a niche to it. It also, definitely it, does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are lots of other games kind of out there that have swearing and that kind of stuff in them as well. So it's not in its own kind of league as well. So I think that's okay. And I, I just think it's it brings something to it as well, something different about the game. So if you're if you wanted to find a game like that, this is the one for you. Yeah, you know, I think maybe Cards of Humanity started a whole new realm of adult game playing. Exactly. Um, you know, and there are, you know, if if you got kids, then go play Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah, exactly. Know? There's 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 so many games out of the phone. And also uh, within the game, there's there's lots of innuendo, there's lots of puns and adult humor yes. and that kind of thing. Which yeah. if you were to take that all out, I mean that's not the only part of the game, but it's a big part of it. And there's lots of games like that where yeah. you know people like reading the little stories about the characters and, and getting into the, the story of it as well. So yeah. I feel it's kind of quite critical to the game itself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, it's, it's, you know, again, it's hopefully it's adults that are playing it because I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I found it a really challenging. Like the first couple hands we had to play open face. Okay. Yes. Get a yeah, rhythm yeah. going, you know, like to try, to try and understand it. Yeah. Um, so tell me how, what's this angst that you've got against pheasants? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> no angst to them at all. I love, I love pheasants, to be honest. Uh, like, so I grew up in the country, so lots of wildlife and everything around. Um, basically when I, the game came from lockdown, so I went back to my parents during lockdown to live with them for a few months over the summer. Um, and at the time there was a pheasant that was coming to their garden. It was like mating season. Oh. So. This pheasant, one pheasant came every day. My parents had named it Philip. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and basically, it came every day because it was mating season. It, like it, it felt like that was its territory, so it scared all the other ones away. Sadly for it, we've never had a pheasant in our garden before, so it didn't <laughs> meet any female pheasants or anything like that. No, it, it, it was totally the wrong place for it. Um, <laughs> but because I saw it every day, that's where the kind of the idea came from. It was that plus lockdown with what else was there to do? It was learn to bake bread learn a different language or, you know, do this. So, and this is what I chose. That's great. Were your, yeah. were your parents involved in like, did you, did you use them as like, you know, uh, testers? Yeah, I did. Um, so I guess the first month or two was just me busily away in, in my room, thinking of ideas. How does this work? Testing it myself. Um, every now and again, they'd knock on the door and going, what, what's going on in there? Kind of things. I was like, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm fine. You know? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I tested it with them. And also one of my brothers lives with my parents as well. So there were four of us who could kind of have a bit of a test around with okay. it um, over the first couple of months. But then I guess its first real test outing came, there was that period towards Christmas. I can't remember exactly where it was, but you could see friends again. Yeah, um, within yeah. certain bubbles, whatever the rules were, I can't. <laughs> right, remember. right. But so um, I, I've got a group, group of friends who we used to play loads of games together, like on a Saturday in the pub or whatever. That's what we yeah. did. Yeah. Um. So I took it to them, kind of excited but also nervous because they, I knew they wouldn't hold back with their opinions on yes. if it was good or bad. Right. Um. I actually I had three different games for them at the time, and this was one of them. And this is the one that they liked the most and, okay. and worked, worked the best, like the mechanics of the game and that kind of thing. Um, so, but they were kind of like the real test as to, is this? Oh yeah, <laughs> pub gamers, definitely. Yeah, yes, exactly. yeah. I worked in a pub for a couple of years and oh, okay. <laughs> we had a whole big like hutch filled with, with all different games, you know, and man, I'll tell you, if there was a piece or a card missing, <laughs> oh my god they would they would give us such grief but um but yeah serious gamers then <laughs> it's funny so yeah. it passed the test now where did all the little because like there's a lot of characters in this there are, there's yeah there's Five, 30, 33 yeah, yeah. yeah 33, so okay yeah 33 different cards that make up the game um, right. 120 of them kind of thing but yeah and there are characters, right? like a little something about every one of them Yes. Which is funny too, <laughs> like to be reading it like hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Know, like, oh my God. Uh yeah, Clive and I yeah, there were so many. But every time, you know, like we were just sitting around reading them out loud. <laughs> like, and that's that's kind of like part of the when I play games with friends as well, that's what we like because it yeah. it keeps you involved, even if it's not your turn. You know, you can read exactly. a little story and go, Oh, have you seen this little joke they put in there to one of someone else who hasn't? So you're still all involved yeah. doing it. Yeah. So it makes makes it a fun occasion kind of thing as well. So I always thought that's really important to put in. And it just brings the cards to life. It's not just a pack of, you know, a normal playing cards, you know, which right, are fine. Right. But this, yeah, this you're like fully engaged, you know, yeah. like it, into it. So yeah, I, I thought it was uh like I said, it was a little bit challenging the first couple hands we had to do like open and let everybody see what everybody had and yeah, that's fine. I feel like and, people do that with most games anyway. Yeah, know. yeah. You if know, you try to play exactly. Monopoly the first time, you have to tell you what's going on, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same, same exact thing. Um, but yeah, we ended up like playing a couple, a couple rounds of it. Like it was it was really fun. And there again, four of us, you know, uh -huh. like, um, and it was it was one of those things that as you're playing, like I I, you know, when 
when Katie walked in with them, you know, first of all, you start laughing at the name, like, oh my God, you know, but she was like, you know, my, my friend made this game and it was like, oh, wow. So then you kind of look at everything a little bit closer, you know, there's a connection there and that like the detail was incredible. Um, you know, the, uh, the instructions were perfect. Uh -huh. it's nice because it's only like this big. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of crap I, and pieces uh, I, dice I spent or anything. So long yeah. trying to make everything fit. The yeah. rules will be too long, and you know, like you don't want to look at them and go, "Oh my god, that's going to take hours yeah. to learn." You know, you yeah, just want. Yeah, no, it was easy enough. Like a couple rounds, you're like right into it. You understand. So, did you have to do like research about it? Like, like, like who were who were the good guys? Who were the bad guys? You know. Um, Kind of not research, but a lot of play testing. Yeah. So playing it with with that group of friends, with my family, and then I've taken it on holiday and played with family then and some other people. And there's lots of times at the pub, like there's been about four different versions, and each time, uh, you know, I've played lots of times with other people and learn, you know, what works, what doesn't work, changing the names of characters, changing what different cards do, the number yeah. of them, like kind of the ratios and that kind of thing. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah, that's it, what I was wondering. Like, like, do you have to know about like all the different kinds, like the the cockerel versus the pheasant versus the like? Yes. Yeah, I, I there 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 have been many spreadsheets, many kind of little mind maps and and diagrams that show. So if you do this, what does that do to that? And if someone then has this card, how does that change things? And is that a lot? Is is that doable? Is that not? Should that be in the game? Should it not? Kind of yeah. That's great. There's, there's That's a lot great. of kind of that kind yeah. of research play testing, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so you just you told me uh that you just got back from like a gaming convention, like a games convention. Yeah. Birmingham? Yeah. Yes, it, so it was in Birmingham. It was was it two weekends ago? I think so, about 10 days, two weekends ago. Um it's so it's UK Games Expo. It's the biggest um gaming convention in the UK. Um, so in, in Birmingham and NEC, it takes over three of their biggest halls. Um, and I wasn't, I'd never been before. Um, I know one or two people who have been, but I was not expecting, it was insane. It was, there was so many people there. It's um, huge. Yeah, yeah. I kind of looked at it and went, oh my, this is like the Comic-Con for game, you know, game players. It literally was. There were, must've been like tens of thousands of people there. It goes, it's over the course of three days. And they take over the main bit of the NEC, but then also a hotel down the road where they, because the NEC is open until like 6 p.m. or something, and then it moves to the hotel in the evening. Oh, my God. They just, they, they sit there all day and they just play games, which is great. But it's, there's just so, so many people. It was, I, I went to kind of just a bit of research, a bit of networking, you know, find some other yeah. designers, some publishers, that kind of thing, just see how it all works. And I was not prepared for just <laughs> how many people were there. And, and a lot of information, I'm sure. Yeah, I met so many people. I did a networking thing on one evening, um, which was great to meet other people kind of in my situation and just like mm -hmm. discuss like, what are we doing? Let's play through each other's games, see how it's working. And just, you know, we're going to help each other out, you know, which is great. And that's, then Yeah, that's cool. I spent the entire Saturday just wandering around just kind of talking to people who had a, who were running a stall there going oh so how did you do this and maybe if I want to do that next year what should I do and that kind of thing um played a few other people's games that are, you know they're new coming out which were really fun and they're, they're great and and good to talk to those people as well and see what they're doing 
um, and then just take it all in. You know, there were there were some people dressed up in Comic Con kind of costumes. Not as many as Comic Con obviously has. But, You're gonna you know, do it, you know. Like, uh, there was there were some Daleks there and a Doctor Who and and that kind of stuff. Of um, they have seminars. They had a stage with like different. Uh, like podcasts and stuff being recorded on it was it was insane I, <laughs> I just wasn't expecting. yeah now like as far as marketing is that something that you end up having to like look into or do you find a distributor or how does that work well so you can you can do it in so many different ways what I've done so far is um I did like a crowdfunding so mm -hmm. kind of like Kickstarter, but sort of specifically for games as a, as a different platform. Right. Um, and I did that, basically that, I did that, did pre-orders for games and I printed around about a hundred um, and they've all now mostly gone. Um, but now it's kind of like, what do I do next? And that's with a bit I'm, you know, I'm not entirely sure where to take it from here. So right. I could do it completely myself, um, which at the moment is what I'm doing. So I've got an Instagram page, I've got a website, right. you know, trying to make a mailing list and that kind of thing and just build uh, interest that way. Or you can kind of find a publisher who would like either buy it off you completely or they would share, you know, profits with you. However, you know, whatever their deal would be. Um, and you can, or you could kind of join up with another designer or a few other designers and kind of like make, put your games together in one package or something, you know, there's so many different ways of doing it. And yeah. I don't know that that's why I went to the, the expo was kind of kind of see what's everyone else doing and what's working. Yeah. And what isn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, it, is this the first time you've done something like this? Like you said, you, you had yeah. just the first time. It is, yeah, yeah. So it's the first game. I made, well, I made three prototype games when I made this one, and this is the only one that's got this far. I've got about like five or six other ideas that I kind of want to, you know, have a go at creating. Because people think of, originally I made this just, it was something to pass the time during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then people started playing and going, oh, actually, yeah, we really like this. And it's like, and then people were saying things like, you know, it's better than board games that we've bought you know we've spent 50 quid on a game and this is better yeah. than that game kind of thing it's like oh wow okay that's so let's that's that's great but where do I go with that from there so like the fact that people like this game makes me think maybe the other games they might do they might not they might hate them but it'd be nice to kind of try and make them but it you know it's finding the time and the energy isn't it you know and yeah, because I yeah, from from just from talking to you, I realized like that a lot of brain power goes into this. <laughs> you know what when my um when I was growing up, we lived in uh upstate New York uh -huh. and um all almost all my relatives were on the same street. So like I grew up with my my cousins, you know, and we would spend, you know, summers together and uh you know, go, go to school together, same school and everything. And um one year we were doing this huge like family reunion kind of picnic where, you know, family was coming from like all over. Yeah. Me and my cousin decided that we wanted to make a board game about our family. <laughs> so we kind of used like the Trivial Pursuit board. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, like the categories were like, uh, like the name of the park that we used to, to play at was called v Veteran Heights. Uh -huh. So there, that was like a category. And then um, like dinners at my aunt's house, like that was a category, um, yeah. you know, summers in the pool, like that was a category. And then, you know, within that, we, you know, we made up like all the questions. We made the board to look like our street because wow. our street actually had a circle. <laughs> okay. you know? So 
So, I mean, it was, it was so fun. And I remember like, um, like not even knowing what happened to it. Like after we played, (laughs) no idea what happened to it. And then when I was, you know, when I was like eight, 17, I moved to Florida Mm -hmm. and then I, you know, when I was 40, I moved here to, to England. Okay. Yeah. And when I was cleaning out my condo and getting ready to move here, I found it. Wow. But in, in that, you know, uh, crazy chaotic stage, like, I don't know what happened to it again. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I just want to get my hands on this game again, because the questions were hilarious. And like, everybody could play, you know what I mean? Like, it was all stuff that we knew. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it was so time consuming. Uh like we were color coordinating things and you know like all that kind of stuff and I mean it must have taken us like months to do yeah and I and I remember like we would we would work on it like one night put it away and then a couple nights later work on it again put it away um but yeah like the the um, the brain power you know that goes into something like that is unbelievable we were just doing it you know goofing around you know but to to go into something, you know, like, and know that, you know, the outcome is I want people to buy this. I want people to enjoy this. I want people to understand this, you know, come a whole nother level. Yeah. So, well, it's, you know, but it's, like you said, you, know, you, know, you said you, you, you take it, you put it away for a few days, you come back yeah. to it and suddenly yeah. someone's got a new idea and goes, Oh, can we put this in there? And can we try that? It's like, okay, yeah, but that changes everything, you know, in yeah. a good way. Well, you have to try it out, and then, like you say, you know, you want you start making one to color coordinate, and always like, you know, and then oh, we could we could, we could give a little symbol here, and you you start it, it kind of becomes like a, a passion project, like it's like yeah. even artwork or something like that. It's like actually, you start working on it, going oh, I I want to at least make it good, you know, even if it's just good for me, right. I wanna, right. I've done a really nice job of it. I've done the best that I could have done with it. Yeah, I mean, like you're investing your time, your money, your effort, you know. I mean it cost us a package of markers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was it was not a big deal. But you know, yeah, it's that's what I mean. Like the level is just incredible. Yeah. Um so now you're you're part of our community, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, yes. Yeah. <laughs> our our LGBTQ community. And mm-hmm. and do you find like are you marketing just you know t- towards them or is it like do you just do it as a whole, blanket everybody? I do as a whole, but the majority of my friends are from the community because I, so I, I live in London um, and since moving here, I've joined kind of sports clubs and that kind of thing that that is kind of one of the, the aspects of them. It's um, great. It's a great, like, because it, if there's anything people, we can say, honestly, about our community is word of mouth is everything, yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. wildfire. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's they're, great. They're, they're the ones, you know, that they are my, they're my best friends now as well. They're, you know, they're the people I go to the pub with all the time and that and, yeah. and all the time. So they're the ones who have actually played it the most as well. So, yeah. and then when you say word of mouth, they just, they've told their friends. Crazy. You know, yeah. It's fantastic. Like you said, like Katie came over with them and, you know, like it was just, oh, wow. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. So then I started following you, talking about it and everything. So yeah, it is, it's, it is very word of mouth. Um, it's 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 really cool it's you know i think the hard part is is just like 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 i i wrote um three books and i had to you know again find publisher by the way katie edited them and found the publisher (laughs) (laughs) well done katie (laughs) Um, but you know the thing is is um 
I know so many people that are like self-publishers, you know, and they, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the pre-order stuff, like, so that, you know, you know how many that are going to go to print and, and all that kind of stuff is, is super important, you know, and that's the hard part is, is getting the word out, finding the people that are interested, but, you know, with, with books, I think um, they print to order. Yeah. You know, are, mm-hmm. can you do that? Can you make yeah. one to order or is it? You can, I think. I mean, there, there are hundreds of companies who do this kind of printing as well um, oh, all cool. over the world, which is, yeah. I mean, is great. But yeah, I mean, when I've done it, I mean, I, I'm not great with numbers and finances and I suddenly right. had to learn. It was like, you're doing it all. Like, yeah. Especially when I was doing the crowdfunding, but it was like, I had to go, okay, so how much would it cost if I printed, say, 100, and if I printed 500, and if I printed 1,000? Right, right. What are the differences? Because they they charge you more if you do a shorter print run. Right. And then, so then how many, for each of them, how many people would need to be, would be backers, and how much would each of them have to give for that? And then how much other overhead costs, you know, postage and packaging? And I had, so I had the, the characters done by a professional artist. So that was another thing to pay for. And that all that, Right. You know, suddenly it says all these bits, and it's like, okay, what you have to, all these maths of working out how much. Yes. I, you know, I can only pay so much for printing them as well. So, yeah, it was how many. You know what I always I find like you know, you know, within our community, there's so many creatives. Mm-hmm. You know, we are so creative that, and we're so passionate about what it is we're creating, and we go full throttle. We complete the project. Yeah. Then we have no idea what to do with it. You know what I mean? It's like we need that next level of smarty, <laughs> you know, like a real super smarty that's like savvy with tech and savvy with marketing and set, you know, with distribution and all that. I'm the same way. Like I found um, you know, I was doing podcasts since 2006. Uh-huh. Um, back then I was doing a show called The Lesbian Lounge. And it it really peaked in like 2008 2009 2010 and we were getting guests like Jane Lynch and the L word people and it was like really going well yeah I think you know the beauty of it was that it was just me and my bestie sitting in my condo having a couple of drinks (laughs) and talking about stuff you know talking about well talking about LGBTQ projects you know, mm-hmm. were TV shows back then, it was web series were huge, you know, books, bars, drinks, like you name it. We talked about it. You know, if it was, if there was word of mouth, anything, you know, like it, whatever the hot thing was. And it was, it was super fun. It was always a fun night. And I found that during lockdown, like, what do we do? It's so boring, you know, and I wasn't, you know, we'd stopped in, in 2016. So we had 10 years worth of shows. Wow. Okay. So I went back and I took like some of the shows that we had really good guests or whatever, and I edited them down to be like a um, taking like the things that weren't relevant, like news that we talked about or TV shows that aren't on or whatever, and yeah. just you know cut them down really short and made these like little best of shows. Oh, cool. And put them back up, and they got like so much attention again. So I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, "Did you ever watch that Ricky Gervais show that was on like Comedy Central?" where he was a cartoon with Stephen Merchant. Uh-huh, yeah. Carl Pilkington. And it was his podcast, but it was cartoons. Yes. So I'm talking to my friend about this, who is a director and a writer and a producer out in LA. And she was like, you know, we could do that with with some lesbian lounge clips. 
Uh-huh. You know, we just we just need to find an artist. You know, we went through some weird anonymous website. You know, where people, you know we pick somebody or whatever, and they give you a price. And it turned out the guy lived in Calsden here in England, and he was gay. And it was just like, oh my god, this is great because, like, would a straight person want to make a lesbian cartoon? You know, like it. So it was just just luck that yeah. we found like another creative, and he made the cartoons. And so my director producer did the rigging in the background and we made these great little one minute reels. Mm -hmm. I think we got like a half a million views in total. We posted like maybe 50 of them and we like about, about at least 500 K, you know, of views. We put them on TikTok, we put them on Instagram, put them on, you know, Facebook, whatever. Um, And then that was it. It was like, we don't know what well, to do with yeah. <laughs> like all these talented people you know got together and made these and we took it as far as we could take it yep and then it was just like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah i feel like we need to find the queers that are next level executives <laughs> that you know that know what to do to get something out there you it's know, isn't it? Because like, but it's finding the time as well. You know, as well, yeah. if you're doing a full time job at the same time, and then oh, also- I know, and we always are. Yeah, you know, exactly. like <laughs> we always are. But I feel yeah. like that next level queer, that's their job. So, so that's the ones we have to find. There are people out there that do it. Is some people that I met at the con, the the expo. I, I mean, there were some marketers who specifically just do board and card games, which I've never met before. I knew there'd be some people who would do that as well as other things, but they just did that, which is, wow, okay, great. Yeah. Um, but then there was also a lawyer who just does board and card games, law, for the whole country. It's like, I didn't know. I mean, that's great that that's a thing, but I would never even thought that's a thing. Wow, what, what, <laughs> what a niche. <laughs> what a it's it's so that. niche. But I guess once you become that person, anyone who needs it, they go straight to you, don't they? Right. Again, yeah. It's just, that's a, it's it's actually incredible, like, to think about, you know, like, again, I guess you go into it hoping, you know, for the, for the best possible outcome, you know, and, you know, you do, I think sometimes it's like, when people hear lawyers, they get all like, oh, God, you know, like, creeped out and everything, but they're there to protect you. Yeah. You know, they're there to protect you from the distributors or, you know, from the people that want to make a shady deal or that doesn't suit you or that are going to rip you off, you know? So, you know, yeah, they're there for our, our protection, obviously. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, copyright and patent and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Right? There's so much to it. And also if you're doing it on your own as a, or as a small team, yeah. you're not, you're just not going to know everything that you should know. And the moment you go and talk to someone who, you know, works for a big publishing company or like for a big supermarket who might, sell it in your shop or whatever you know they've got hundreds of thousands of teams kind of who know every single like loophole yeah. or whatever it's like you, you're, you won't have a chance would you yeah it, but you know what's cool that i find here which i don't see much of in in the states when i live there because again everything is big you know like big box stores big box warehouses right same thing with hobby shops they become uh-huh. big box stores okay. but here i love that like on high streets, you still find like adorable little hobby shops and games places. Yeah. You know, like that's, I mean, you're in the perfect place, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the perfect place where people are still doing it like, like maybe like a small business. You know, it's not this big conglomerate anymore. You know, it's like it's still a little small business that you can probably feel 
pretty good about walking into and saying, hey, <laughs> you know, yeah. here's my product, you know, and 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 seeing what they think, you know. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a lot of it, it's your own time, you know. It's like you making the time, you mapping out on you know Google where all these little places are and making an appointment with people. Yeah. Well, what, so there was there was one time when I was deciding on you kind of like how big should the box be? Right, and, right. You know, so me and a friend, we did a, an afternoon. We just went round about five or six game shops in London. And we just we we just look, went in them, had a look around and went, oh, that game is similar to ours. And it's, you know, it's selling for this much and it's this size and all that kind of thing. And then looking at other ones going, no, that box is too big. Or yeah. that box that box there, it's it's so small, it only sells for five pounds, but that isn't enough for the margins that I'm making or whatever. Right. You know, right. so we spent yeah, a whole like it's a, yeah, doing literally carve out days for recon missions yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that's just it's crazy to me but i'll tell you it's it's fantastic what you're doing because like katie came in for this party that i had saturday night yeah she had a bag of like groceries and stuff for pims and all that but she had your game in one hand oh. you know? <laughs> so i think it was like the perfect size um you know to play even the night for game night she had a little bag of, of things for um I don't even remember what it was. Bananagrams. Oh <laughs> yeah, I played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yours, and then you know we had our friends' edition Monopoly. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we did we did all of them in, in one night. But yeah, yeah, you know, like stuff that's easy to carry in your backpack. It, it was or... literally the whole point of the size of it was that you could take it to a pub really easily, play it <laughs> with your friends, play that, and like two or three other games that are similar size. You know, so you don't have to lug this massive box that you right, know right. your bag. Yeah. And it's a game, whereas this can be put in with four or five other things. And that's your whole afternoon is just having a game, right. a few easy games. Right. right. We were in, my wife and I were in the, in the States back visiting my parents uh, in November. And we were in, um, in a store and we found um, kind of like a, like a, like a friends edition trivial pursuit. Cause we're both like friends junkies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the box was so big. And all I kept thinking was that's gonna take up half the suitcase. <laughs> you know what I you know what I mean? Like yeah. damn it. And it's just cards. It's just, you know, like I was like, oh, but we bought it and we ended up lugging it home. And it was like, oh. I mean, sometimes you want that massive wow factor when if you've got friends over or whatever and you bring out this yeah, box, yeah, hey, we're playing this, and it's yes, gonna, you know, exactly. we're playing this for four hours because look how big <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, clue. <laughs> yeah, you can't have every game like that, you know. I mean, yeah. some people some people do. I've seen I'm on like different, you know, like Facebook group communities, and that there's there's so many of them out there. And I've joined quite a lot of them, and people are always posting photos of you know, look at my four thousand board games that I've I've got, and I'm I'm going to buy another ten more. It's like, what? <laughs> Where do you put them all for a start? Yeah, okay. that's always it's... for starters. Our homes are so small here. There's no storage. You know, God help you when you're in a flat. It's got to be twice as bad. I mean, half oh. the conversations are them all talking to each other, going, "Oh, have you seen like in this shop here? You can buy this furniture, and games will fit." it's like it's like designed for games to fit in it perfectly. <laughs> you know, it's like what <laughs> so yeah but i do think that like you know you know back to the covid thing everybody got reacquainted with that because there was so nothing to do you know like we, i think that was the first time that we played the friends monopoly thing and we had it for years we just hadn't opened it cracked it out during covid <laughs> you know exactly that's the kind of thing people have i don't know like in our family as well we've got lots of board games that sit under the tv 
Yeah. They, they only have come out like at Christmas or if there's a power cut. Like, yes. <laughs> exactly. Like your most boring times in life, you're like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I know, and it's, you know, the same anywhere. When I was, when I lived in Florida, um, you know, my, my mom, my aunt, uh, my friends, they used to get together for like, you know, card games, mm-hmm. you know, on the weekends, like, yeah. you know, a little bit too old to go out clubbing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. You know? Yeah. But this was their version of party night, you know, was was playing cards, you know, and it was just weird card games like hand and foot and pinochle and, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a go fish kind of person, you know, uh, Okay, it wasn't poker like that much. I knew. But it, but yeah, they you know, it that's a, just a legit form of entertainment. You know, uh, it, really, it really is. I've always like at school, we used to like lunch breaks or if you had a free, like when we were in sixth form in college, uh, you'd have free periods. So you'd have, you know, you may have a lesson in the morning and then not a lesson until like after lunch. It's like, well, we've got a couple of hours. What are we going to do? It's like, we could do our homework or Or... (laughs) crack out a pack of cards and just play a game. I remember there were times, you know, we'd have maybe like 30, 30 of us students in one game, just kind of playing this, like we'd put like five packs of cards together and I can't oh remember what games were, but you know, it was just going around and everyone was having a, just such a great time. And when, when someone new would come into the common room going, what is going on? What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they'd suddenly just join in and play. So yeah. I've always, I've always really enjoyed that. I think people do like playing. It's not always people's first thought is because, you know, sometimes it feels like a bit of effort to get out the rules and- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How does that one work? We've not played it for a year or whatever, but once you start doing it, yeah, everyone usually always has a good time. It's true. It's like, I really do think that we're, we're revisiting that now. Like, well, I, I am like m- more so. Yeah, I feel like, you know, over here, because they do it in pubs, it's, you mm-hmm. know, it really never did lose its luster. Whereas in the States, like other things took over like Playstations and, you know, things like that, which, I'm currently like ridiculously addicted to my PlayStation <laughs> right now, but it's so hot. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that's just it. Like these games you can play in a pub, you can play in your garden, you can play at the table, you can, you know? So I do, I think there's like this whole resurgence of uh, game nights and, and stuff. I mean, they made a movie about game nights, you know, but yeah, it's, it's back, you know, and I feel like it's here to stay because, it, it's a form of, of entertainment where you can kind of be with hand-plucked people, you know, mm-hmm. right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> your people and, um, and still have a, a really good time. So I think what, you know, what you've done is just like hit the nail on the head with this game because it's, it's perfect, you know, for either an evening in or a day out, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's, it's so flexible. It's I mean, cool. To be honest, it just it, it it hit my tick boxes for what I like doing on a yeah. when when I'm with my friends. I like going to the pub and I like just sitting there and playing a game with them. So you know, even yeah. if it even if no one else liked it, the right. fact that it made me it, it was perfect for me and my social time was great. And then yeah. it, it's like an extra bonus that other people like it and other people want to play it. Yeah, and, and it's the socialization, you know, because you can still talk. Well, you're oh, playing, yeah. you know, and catch up and stuff and have a couple of drinks and, you know, like it's, there's, there's the social element to it too. That's, that's priceless at this, yeah. at this stage, you know? So exactly. yeah, I think, I, I think it's, I think it's great. I really, 
hope, you know, that it takes off, you know, enough, enough for you to be able to concentrate on the other games that you've got mulling around. <laughs> it's, that's that right now is like, where, where do I find balance the time between them? Cause, cause when I went to the expo, some of the people there said, you know, one game is great, but until you have three or four kind of properly made prototype games, they don't have to be perfect and mm -hmm. fully formed, but you've got to have like the cards made and the rules made and it, it be, be play tested. Until you've got three or four games like that, then you know some publishers just won't even talk to you because the, you know you may have a, it might be a one-hit wonder, but they can't really do much with that. They need several that they can right. kind of use you as a designer going forward. So Pretty since then, I've kind of like one of the other games I've started to start making a prototype. I'm going to play it with some friends. We were going to do it at the weekend just gone, but um, we're going to do it hopefully in a couple of weekends time now instead. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So like pedal to the mat. Is this something that you see yourself, you know, like, I don't want to work my boring day job anymore. I want to do this for a living kind of thing. Is that, is that, do you entertain that? Um, I do very occasionally. I mean, I, I'm lucky. I like, I do like my job, which is fine. I, my job quite creative as well, which is, which is good. Um, so at the moment, this is kind of like it as a side project. If it makes some money, great. If not, I've just, at least I've, I've tried to do something with this kind of creative aspect, but you know, if it, if it made me a, a multimillionaire, I'm not going to say no, you know, <laughs> right. but you're doing it on your own. I'm like, do you, you know, like, do you have a team or you're just doing it on your own? I mean, yeah, I know my, you have testers. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a lot of friends who love being tested. <laughs> Mainly, partly because it means we get to go to the pub and they get to have a few drinks as well. Exactly. So that's great. Um, <laughs> Whatever the motivation. Yeah, I, 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 quite a few of them as well. They're also really good with me on like on like social media and that, and just suggesting which way to go. Obviously, there's so many different platforms. You could spend all day long tweeting and Instagram and Facebook and all of that. Yeah. So oh, you've got to yeah. pick and choose. You can't do it all and my friends are better than me on all of the platforms. So I definitely go to them often and go, what, what should I do? What's the best way, you know, for this kind of right. post or whatever. So yeah. they help with that. And I've got, um, I know one or two who do a bit of video editing. So uh, we, we haven't yet, but they have, they've, they've offered us kind of like, well, we can help you do that. So hopefully maybe one day uh, with that. And then, but yeah. yeah reels are such a big deal. Like Instagram reels didn't know this at all. Oh I've never God. done one before no. until, so I went, I went to the expo on the way up there, you know, it was a, what, a, a two hour train journey. Um, and I was texting my friend going, I don't know, I don't know what the difference is between a poster story and a reel. And I don't know which one I should use and how do I do it? And please teach me. I've got two hours before I get there. And I'm going to <laughs> Reels and hashtags, I think are the, are just I, the most important things. Yeah. Like I was looking at the, yeah. you know, like the, the stats, of like it, Instagram shows you how many people saw your page. Your insights, yeah. And instantly, the moment I started using some reels over that weekend, oh, it was like four times the number of people. It's like, it's oh, okay. crazy. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started making little stupid ones with my cat, you know, and uh, like mm -hmm. the next thing you know, they were like 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 500 views. And I'm like, 500 views of a cat? Like, get out of here. Then I thought, oh well, I spend a lot of time. I use I, yeah, I was like literally say I I sit in bed as I'm going to bed thinking I'm gonna look, like watch one YouTube video and then go to sleep, and three hours later I'm still just looking at cats. Rabbit hole. Yeah, rabbit hole. I get it. Um, yeah, I do the same thing. But you know, I think it, that's that's just it, and especially, you know, the algorithms, you know, and again hashtags. So it's it's fantastic to know that. Like you can search a hashtag and find pretty much what you're looking for. 
Yeah. You know, like if you hashtag, you know, card games or whatever, it's you're going to find what you're looking for. And then that's where the rabbit hole starts. <laughs> so really on down the tube. Yeah. It's terrible, but I get it. I, I, I totally get it. But, you know, I think, you know, a lot of it too is, I don't know about how you are with this, but for me, I can't stand asking people for things, whether it's their time, money, watch this, view this, like this, click on this. Like, I can't, like, I feel so intrusive doing yeah. it. And I know that that's like a big part of getting the word out, you know? And I think that's the thing that like, I know I have to get better at, you know? And it's like, I, I should be used to it, but back in 2006 when we were doing when we first started doing the early podcast like there wasn't this social wave of social media like it was my space and then slowly creeping into facebook like i remember listening you know back when i was doing the the editing and and listening to shows where we were teasing each other about who could hold out before getting a Facebook account, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my God, like what would life be like without it now, you know, and Instagram and all that. So it's gone to such a different level. Like keeping up is daunting. You it, know? It, it is. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I feel like once you, once you get another platform, suddenly your, your workload just doubles or trebles. Cause you can't just some some of your content you can just copy and paste back every other one, but some of them, yeah. you know, the screen sizes are different, the different algorithms that you oh, can and can't, yeah. all that kind. Of, so you have to do each one itself again and again. Yeah, like, or, like the cartoons. I, it, you know, or, like I, did you, I don't know about you, but I like I swore I wasn't going to do TikTok. Like, nope, uh, yeah, not going to do I it. Haven't, I haven't yet. <laughs> I didn't. I held out. Like I never got Snapchat. Never will. Nope. And I let that one pass, you know, uh -huh. and then the TikTok thing with the cartoons, because they were only, they were either 30 seconds or a minute. Uh -huh. It was just, you know, my friend was like, you, you have to, you got to put them up there. You know, you got to put them up there, hashtag the shit out of them. <laughs> and sure enough, like each one, you know, yeah. 700 views, 900 views. And I don't really have any followers because I never used it before, but it was all about the hashtags. Like it was just okay. So yeah, I do think like, because we're not marketing executives, mm -hmm. you know, we do what we, we can and what we can control, you know, so you end up having to do it, but like, that's the beginning, you know, phase of getting people interested. It is, yeah. I think when we hit a certain amount, you know, then someone comes in and goes, Hey, got a couple thousand views here you know like let's talk about what we can do with this so yeah it's all in hopes of of that you know yeah definitely but I, yeah tiktok i haven't yet but i i mean i have had friends who have said you should you know go on tiktok and you'll get loads more it's, it just doesn't scare me but it's it's more the like you say it's it daunting. just it's daunting and extra energy and time and it's like if you if if I do that, then I'll have to stop doing something else somewhere else. And will will the payoff, the trade-off be be worth it? And I just don't know at the moment, you know. Kind you of know, thing. I thought of it as like um like five minutes of work. You know, like uh -huh. I would get the I would get the new video and I would put it up on Facebook like quickly. Yeah. And um and then I would post it on Instagram. Then, you know, and then it was saved on my phone already. So I would have in my notes, like all the hashtags and I would just copy them 
Uh-huh. I would go to TikTok. I wouldn't scroll anything. <laughs> I would go right, post it, paste all the hashtags, and then get off. So it was yeah. like, I will, I will do what I'm required to do, but I'm not doing an ounce more. I'm not looking well, at other people. That also scares me because I know that I, if I go on there and I see one thing and then you scroll and then, oh, you know, you've wasted. I'm so proud of myself. Like well I just put the videos up there and I didn't really like scroll. And there, and like, I probably only know like five people, uh-huh. you know, that I would, that their stuff would come up. Yeah. So, it, you know, I was, I was fortunate in that way. Stop it. Stop it. My cats found a bug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you know you got your windows open it's a little cool yeah. <laughs> my cat is in heaven right now mosquitoes moths anything right now she's thrilled <clears throat> good lord well listen i'm not going to keep you i know it's late over here but i totally appreciate you taking time out to talk about fucking pheasants oh no thank you for having me let's it's really quick let viewers know they can follow you on instagram Yes, they can. Uh, it's it's fucking pheasants, but with a, an X rather than a, a U. Um, right. Like, you know, a little bit, a little bit family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's keeping it friendly. Yeah. Um, great. So they can follow you on Instagram and from there they can order, they can look at the game, they can kind of look at everything, see if they like it. Yeah, definitely. Reach out if they want it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the moment, I've only got a few decks left, so I'm... I'm looking at like kind of the next print run kind of thing. So people follow okay. it and they'll find out, you know, when, when it's next available. Excellent. I saw the giveaway. Congratulations on your winner. <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs> Perfect. Well done. That's good marketing. So um, we'll just be following you on your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Really I, I so appreciate your time. I know it's late, but I really do appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good Thank night. You. Bye. Do you always run back to like never stop chasing your dreams? You Sean is